Are you ready to become a VIP? Do you have a cell phone that you can text on? Then consider this an exclusive invitation. As a VIP, you will receive special secret offers via text. These items are usually free and they are always must-have craft supplies from beloved brands. Send us a text and become a VIP at scrapbook.com. Welcome to the Life Handmade Podcast with Scrapbook.com. This is the show for paper crafters, and I'm your host, Stephanie Foster. On this episode, we are joined remotely by the admirable and authentic Alicia Harrison. Alicia was born in her grandmother's home in Dayton, Ohio, and currently lives in Northern Virginia, where she's grown up and spent most of her life. She created her brand, Crafts of a Different Shade, four years ago and loves glitter and anything that sparkles. Welcome to the show, Alicia. Thank you, Stephanie. Woo, what an introduction. I tell you, admirable and authentic. That's, just, that's some good words. I used to be like triple A today. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> We've got a lot more words that we could use to describe you. You are so talented. For those listeners who may not be familiar with you, can you please give us just a little bit of an introduction um, to add to that, about a little bit about yourself? Wow. Yeah, definitely. So again, thanks for the intro. Four years. Monday will be four years since I started Crafts of a Different Shade. If you've heard me ever talk about myself, I know this is for those people who may not be familiar with me. I don't like to say all the time that I'm a crafter. You know, I lead the community. I'm a creative. I love to try new things and I love to be amongst people. I love to encourage people, support people and show everybody that where there's a will, there's a way genuinely. And that's something that just really resonates with my community. And I hope that it is always the resounding message that everybody hears, whether they're on the outside looking in or they're a member, you know, a membership is free. So come on and join us whenever you want to, you know, on all social media platforms. Uh, we are represented on Instagram. We have a Facebook group that is alive and thriving. I try to take it offline as much as I can. COVID has limited that a lot right now this year, but, you know, doing workshops and just teaching and making sure like I kind of help to crack that that cold with crafting where people are so uncertain on can they do it and when they do it, how do they do it? You know, and that mental block so that everybody understands, you know, crafting is a place of peace, is a place where you can have fun, it's a place where we can join together and we can we all are welcome and let's really just have a good time and let your creativity shine in everything that you do. So that's me and that's what I like I said, I hope that that message resounds in everything that I do. Absolutely. I love that. And let's go back to, because you do say you're not a crafter, you're a creative. So talk a little bit about that and the difference in that. I think it's funny because, um, you know, when you talk to a lot of crafters and I, sometimes this is, you know, another podcast for me and I always say, this is my story. So I stick to my truth. So if you hear me repeat things, it's, it's authentic. Like there's no changing from my story. Right. So, um, and crafting, I'm not one of those people who grew up going to Michael's, you know, grew up going to Joanne's. Probably like if you drag me to, there was one in Alexandria on Richmond Highway. Like if you take me over to, you know, the old stores, the old craft stores at Joanne's, G Street Fabrics and stuff like that, I'll be like, okay, what are we doing in here? You know, it's kind of boring for me. Let's go to the bookstore. But um, that didn't mean that I was not creative in the, my approach to life, you know, because when I wanted to start crafting, I just, I was doing furniture, you know, I was trying to find some creative ways 
ways to save money, right? And so I think there's a lot of ways too that people start crafting. Oh, I can do that myself. You know, it's DIY for a reason, right? And uh, whether that's, you know, card making, memory keeping, vinyl, uh, planners, you know, anything that you bring your creativity out with sewing is DIY. I want to do it myself. And that is where I think I let my creativity shine because a lot of people say, what's your craft? You know, what do you do? I don't have a craft. Like I am the, I like to craft, you know, I want to touch it all. I want to get creative. If I see something like, oh, I can do that, you know, so that's what I'm saying. And that creativity just expands in all facets of my life. It's not just in a crafting world. It's like, hey, how can I get creative in my job today? You know, how can I get creative with my hair today? How can I get creative with my clothes today? You know, anything like that. And again, how can I get creative and save some money? You know, especially as a mother, um, you know, a member of the community, trying to make things work for myself and others. I think that is where my creativity lies and how it kind of shines and comes through with crafts, right? Because I can look at something and say, let's do a little different. You know, let's just try something new here. Yeah. Yeah, I think you make a good point there because not everyone feels like they're a crafter per se, but everybody's creative in their own right, right? So it might be they're they're creative at, you know, bringing order to chaos or they're creative in the kitchen when they cook something. Um, so we can use our creativity. Everybody's creative in their own, in their own um, way, but you also do some crafts that add to that creativity. Is that right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and it's funny because at first I think I was so afraid of crafting, you know, because I wanted sometimes you want to be creative, right? Like you want to do something different when you craft, but how is that going to be received? You know, like if you want to add a little pinch of salt to your recipe, is everybody going to like that? You know, they may not have the same taste buds as you. Right. So um, it's been a lot of fun for me because it's helped me to get over my fear when I try different things. When I bring out my crafts, you know, when I look and I say, oh, I love this velvet pumpkin, but I it needs a little glitter. You know, something simple like that, because you add your touch and that's for me crafting. Right. Like that's my creativity. That's crafting. That's the joy of it. It is it's. It has really helped me so much. And and again, like I said, people are like, what's your craft? I don't have a craft. I love to craft. You know, I love to do anything I can put my hands on that I can find whatever is moving me in that day. And I can add my little glitter sparkle onto it and make it fancy, you know, make it unique and make it mine. Right. I think that's why so many people connect with you is because you are open to trying everything, right? Yes. Oh, I'm completely open. And I say, you know, let's just try it. Like, literally, let's just try it. Let's see what happens, you know, because it, the first time you do something, I have these grandiose ideas, right? And sometimes they cripple me because they're so large. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's what we're going to do. It's like, you know, that is not realistic. You've never even done this before, right? So I'm like, ah, maybe not. But start small, start big, just start, you know, just do it. And don't be afraid of it. Um, there are so many things and it kind of hurts too, because like my list goes longer and longer because I don't have like a siloed idea. Right. And I don't have one craft, but I, if I can just encourage people and like, like you said, just try new things because I don't think that as creatives and crafters, everybody feels like they just want to do one thing. They want to try new things. Even if you're lame, uh, since I've gotten to this whole scrapbook thing now, right? And so if, even if you're laying in scrapbooking, I know for sure you are not just doing layouts where you're putting stickers on a page and you're putting pictures. You know, you are in there trying to figure out how to do mini books. You're trying to do waterfalls. You're trying to, you know, sew and stitch. You're doing all different creative things as a scrapbooker, right? So even if you said my craft is memory keeping or scrapbooking, 
there is so much diversity in that and creativity in that it's there's that you can't I don't even feel comfortable with you saying that's your craft you know like that might be just what you're doing that day or what you what you focus in on that's not your craft you are a crafter and you do so many different things and just scrapbooking yeah I I agree. And there's so many different techniques. That's what makes it fun. Because if you did the same thing every time, there's no creativity in that, right? So when you get in a rut, it's kind of put down what you're doing, try something new. And that's where the creativity, I think for me personally, it comes from. It comes from me too, that that same way. And, and, you know, even just go to sleep, look at a different day, you know, figure out something new, go get some inspiration from somewhere, you know, don't overwhelm yourself too much and just try it, honestly, because um, like you said, that's where the creativity comes in. Like, oh, I saw this at the store. You know, you always, we're, I'm always at the store stabbing pictures or something. You know, like, oh, I saw this at the store. I think I should try that out. Maybe I'll implement that into my page. I'll add a little pocket. I, you know, I'll, I'll put a bag. I, like, now I'm into vellum and everything. And I'm like, how can I, you know, make shakers inside of a planner page? It's crazy. So there's all different kinds of stuff you get to do and get creative with your craft, whatever yeah. that might be. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, I saw you made a cinch book. That was impressive. Very impressive, especially considering the first time I ever pulled out a cinch, I took a hammer to it. So yes, like I don't even talk about that. (laughs) My cousin and I had no idea, but something was wrong with the actual cinch. Like sometimes I will say 90% of the time it is operator error, but that 10% was the, the cinch that I had. So now I have gotten past the, um, disappointment with the cinch experience and I have two cinches now and I plan to make tons of you know cool journals vinyl like notebooks anything that I can basically attach a call to will get cinched yeah so it's been a lot of fun a lot of fun that was something to get past the intimidation of it you know yeah Absolutely. That's something actually that I have not done and again a little bit intimidated by it but you have a motto that I just love and it's do it afraid right Yes every day do it afraid. I mean, that's the fear is just not going away. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. The fear and the intimidation, um, however you want to wrap it up, you know, the comparison, whatever word you want to put on it, I'm sorry to admit, it's not going away. You know, even you're the best at something, you add another layer onto that and it may intimidate you, you know, and the strongest do survive, but also the most courageous survive, you know, so you really have to dig in, try it and get past that fear of it and just do it. Um, And when I, people like, you know, she always has these messages because the thing is when I'm talking to to my community, when I'm doing these podcasts, when I'm making an Instagram post, when I'm blogging, I'm speaking to myself, you know, because I know the encouragement that I need personally to dig into my creativity and to uh, broadcast it. You know, because it may not be well received, but it's what I wanted to do that day. It's what I tried that day and I actually accomplished it. Right. And so that is moving past the fear of it and just do it afraid, do it afraid. Yeah. And you'll be like, oh, well, I did it. It didn't look good. But I did it. You know, <laughs> I did it. I got it yes. done. And the next time will look better. It's just all about trying something new. I love that. I want to get a sign with that phrase on it because it's just, it's a good reminder. I want to tell my kids that too. Like you will be afraid and it can be scary to do something, but just try it, right? You'll never know till you try it. So with that, what are some of your, like maybe a big project that you've tried that you were kind of afraid to tackle, but you felt was very successful. And then maybe one that, that wasn't, but maybe you still learned from it. Have, do you do any stand out? 
Oh, definitely. I mean, even probably one and the same. It's like kind of an interview question. You know, what are you good at? What are you bad at? It's like probably you're good and bad at the same thing, right? Like I'm good at talking, but I'm also bad because I can talk a lot. So, <laughs> but um, when it, whenever I think, I think on just the impact that I had with my friends getting married and they, they wanted wood signs, right? And you look at these beautiful signs on Pinterest, on Etsy that everybody's selling. And I remember my friend, she was having kind of like a, a farm, like an outdoorsy kind of wedding. She wanted a wood palette to be done. It's like, okay, how in the world am I going to do this? I knew I could do it, but the fear kind of crippled me to putting it off to the last minute, you know, and when it got done, it was amazing. But there was such a learning lesson in that because one, like you can do it, just tackle it. Like don't wait to the last minute to do it. Right. And it was such a beautiful piece of, I'll call it art, you know, because it was just a very nice craft that she could have on display at her wedding. It was a kind of like, it, it wasn't a seating chart, but I actually did do a seating chart for her on a mirror at the wedding with little pieces of vinyl, you know. So these are things that are not easy, like the weeding, you know, everybody understand the pain behind that. I know how this is stencil and your acrylic paint bleed through, you know, and you pull it up, little stuff like that. But to keep going and not just, I didn't burn the palette. Like I kept it and I saw it through, I fixed it up at the end and it was beautiful you know there were some parts of that mirror um some didn't have all the right space and when i laid it down a little bit crooked but it was so pretty and as crafters we notice those little things but other people don't and it was a very good learning lesson for me to one not procrastinate and two just do it you know get it done like you you we have every resource at our hand and we are able to do it you know and if i can help somebody to encourage them to say like you can do this don't wait till the last minute try it and there's the way there's I, there's a ram in the bush and there's a way to fix it up like there there, there are no mistakes you can fix that yeah yeah so that's a good reminder projects. good reminder as well we can fix it right if we don't like it what we glued down we can rip it off and do it again so when you don't know how to kind of do a project, where do you turn to? Are you reading about it? Are you watching videos on how to do it? What, what, where do you turn to learn how to do something you've never done before? I definitely go to the group. Uh, the group is such a big resource for me. Even if I am the leader, you know, I think collectively everybody teaches us, teaches the other person something, right? So um, that's my first resource. It's been a huge help in finding links, finding tutorials that expand outside of the group. You know, hey, what did you use? How did you figure out how to do this? You know, talking to people. Um, beyond that, I go to Pinterest. Pinterest is always a favorite, right? Um, and Instagram, YouTube, I like to read more than I like to watch videos necessarily. I really like to, um, read blogs and things like that. So I'll just kind of search on Google to see what I'm thinking about and see if somebody actually had a blog post out there that they did. And I'll probably take a few different ones and see what best practices were and get it done, you know, cause I, I kind of just uh, marry everything and I like to do the research and analyze it to see, oh, well, that's not going to work for me because I don't want to spend $600 on wood, you know, something like that, right? Like that makes sense for my budget and what I probably have already in my craft room to get the project done. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yes. And you mentioned your, your group. So it's a Facebook group called Crafts of a Different Shade. And tell me how you got started with that. How did this um, start about four years ago? 
Uh, it actually just started very, very randomly, Stephanie. It was a whisper, you know, I said it was God. It was just literally like, you need to start a Facebook group. And I didn't understand why. It was a time when the country was kind of um, in the same kind of climate that we are in now, a little bit of turmoil, you know, Black Lives Matter was emerging. Uh, we were in election season. There were a lot of crafts that were specific to um, Black Lives Matter, specific to the election, specific to just the culture, you know, and our community that weren't, that were being ignored in a sense, I would say, you know, and um, kind of overlooked and then also silenced. And it was like, okay, so if we're not good at, you know, if we're not comfortable sharing our crafts here. Where are we comfortable sharing our crafts? And I'm this kind of person where I'm like, I want everybody to be, I want to be fair for everyone. I want everybody to be heard. You know, I know that's not realistic, but I just, I just wanted a space where I knew I could share my craft and not worry about negative comments. And whether and, and that's whether I was painting a bottle, you know, not even anything political or anything personal. Somebody took personal. Just literally, I, if I want to cut paper into a star, I don't want negative comments about. Like I want somebody to cheer me on. I didn't. I never crafted before, Stephanie. Like I did not have really. A cricket. Yeah, when I started my group, I did not have a cricket machine. Then why did you decide to start a group on like crafting and creativity? Exactly. That- yeah, don't I don't know. Like I was I was painting furniture. I painted one piece of furniture, and um, I was actually in the middle of it. I needed some motivation to get it done. I wanted to do some tumblers for my girlfriend's uh, wedding. Her, you know, her um, engagement party, bridal shower, and. I'm on Pinterest and I'm like, okay, it's a cricket. I need one of these. I join cricket groups. I see what's happening in the groups. And I'm like, well, there's other people that are like me that want to have some fun too, you know? And I just love like positivity. I, I know for me, even now, after four years, one of the ways that I get my crafts done the quickest is when I'm talking to somebody or if I have company and to have a group of people where we can have a positive community exemplify that, you know, black women don't always tear each other down. We have a good time, you know, and we love to craft too. We're creative, we're unique and show your work, get some help. It just, it really just came in a whisper and I have no idea why, like, and I'm glad I did it. I'm, I don't regret it at all, but it, it's a shock to me too. when I say that because I, I think back to that day when I had the whisper. It's like, if I never had gone down this direction, would I be sitting in a whole craft room right now? You know what I mean? Like, where would I be in life? And it'd probably be a whole different direction if I hadn't listened to the whisper. But I'm glad I did because I've made some amazing friends. I've made some amazing things. I've seen people grow um, so much. And this journey has taken me places that I, I, I literally did not imagine. Did not imagine. Yeah. That is so exciting. And um, the scrapbook.com community is similar where we love a positive uh, community and just positive reinforcement and, you know, a helpful, supportive community. How how have you developed that and made sure that that is the focus um, within your group? Is there anything that you feel like you've done to help that? I think definitely being engaged, um, you know, and being active. You can join a lot of groups. And I know, you know, and some people here like 18.7K after four years, it's small. Um, I, but I don't despise humble beginnings, you know, and I don't despise that my group has 18.7 thousand people because I remember there were 20 of us, you know, and I knew everybody by name. Like I addressed everyone by name. If somebody went missing, hey, Stephanie, where you been, girl? I haven't seen you in a while. You know, um, it's very familiar. It's a family. And so, you know, not all the time do you need 100,000 people in your family. You know what I mean? You just might need a familial connection. And that's what I offer with Crafts of a Different Shade. I'm available. Um, people message me. They reach out to me. I'm engaged. You know, you see me, 
you know, oh, there's Alicia. It's not just there's crafts of a different shade. You don't have any personal connection with her. I don't feel like I can relate in this group. You know, I feel like if I go in here, they're just going to want to sell me something or I'm just going to post and I'm not going to get any help. Man, Stephanie, in the beginning, girl, I was in there commenting on everybody's page. Here's a link. Here's a help. Here's a resource. You know, and that when you do that from the top, it trickles down to the bottom and everybody joins in. Like you said, on the scrapbook.com community, I, I feel it. Um, there, you know, when you do cards for kindness, there are people who attach to that kind of stuff, you know, and you attract the right kind of person, right? So when you do things with from a heart like that, the same heart attracts to you and that's what you get, you know, and it continues on. Whether you're there or you're not there, it just keeps going. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think when we when we make anything, I know when I'm creating something at home, I just I'm like, oh, kids, look what I did or looked into my husband. But it's fun to be able to do that with other crafters because, you know, they're going to appreciate <laughs> what you've done and how much time it took and to get that positive feedback. That's such a great interaction to have with other people. Exactly. Because in my house, you know, whether I'm alone or my son's here, you know, yeah, OK, cool. You know, so, you know, he, he checks in. He's like, how's the group going? You know, mom, da, da, da. But he is so not interested in whatever card I made, you know, unless it is, it is not his primary concern at all. You know, so I am so glad I have a community where I can go. And even if the post get crickets, I could just go say, look what I did today. You know, somebody to just tell. That's it, you know, and it's a sense, I, I will never devalue the sense of community, after, you know, after being in crafts of a different shade. I just won't. I just, I can't because it, it has really changed my life. Yeah. That's wonderful. You just hope everyone feels connected somewhere like that, right? Absolutely. Whether it's online or in person, but that they have that, that support and that, um, that community. That's great. Um, when did you feel like you really settled into your brand or your style or where did you, you know, I'm sure you started out, you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. When did that confidence kind of come? Um, when did you realize, okay, this is who I am. This is what I like to do. Oh, good question. Um, am I there a hundred percent yet? No. Um, did I get there a lot more this year? Absolutely. So I would really say 2020, um, yeah, it took a turn for me in 2020. It did when I took a break and I came back with fresh eyes and um, I came back with fresh opportunities and I came back with the idea that I'm going to do this the way I'm going to do it, you know, and how I want to do it. And I'm going to get back to that core mission and values of what Crafts of a Different Shade is all about. I'm going to stand by that. I'm not going to be necessarily swayed by a dollar sign or, you know, how much can I monetize this and, you know, what what can I get out of it? It's what what was your original mission and vision that you set up for crafts of a different shade? And if that leads to monetization and profit, so be it. If it doesn't, I want you to enjoy the space that you're in. I want you to have do craft stuff with your friends. I want you to have a good time. And I want you to have this community where everybody is welcome and we all enjoy one another and you find the support that you need. And when I stick to that and I do not stray from it, so many blessings come. And that's what happened this year for me, really. It did again. And I'm very, very grateful because when I ever shifted away from it, it was just turmoil, complete turmoil. That's so important that we know our, our purpose and our focus and keep coming back to that. You took, you said you took a little break. What did that look like? Was How long was that? I would say a year, honestly, but a complete break off social media about two months. But I just took a really long pause. Um, I 
I left the Northern Virginia area last May. I had like a breakup, you know, relationship five years and all that kind of stuff. Just like, oh, you know, run this whole, you know, I don't know, awake midlife awakening type situation <laughs> and moved in with family, you know, try to figure out what does Alicia want to do? You know, what does her job function look like? What does her career look like? What does her future look like? You know, what does her finances look like? She has to fix this. Like, I need to fix this mess. Right. And I took my time. And I didn't rush it. I was still engaged and involved, but it was from a different viewpoint. It was a viewpoint of, let's put Alicia first right now. You know, let me prioritize myself. And for two months, I was off social media and I did not plan to come back. I did not plan to come back. I only came back because of George Floyd. And I knew knew my community was hurting, you know, and as a leader, when your community is hurting, you shoulder that pain with them you know and or for them and it was like hey guys like reminder this space is our safe place this is where we come to have a good time this is where you come to get your mind off of things this is where you can come this is where you're with your sisters your brothers let's enjoy one another and things really turned around you know i took control of my life again and my break was amazing i encourage everybody if you're being called to take a break take a break if you're being called to work work whatever it is that you know you're being called to do do it and it will not be in vain at all oh yeah i think those breaks are so important and we need to make time to make sure we are having those little breaks even if it's for one day you know what i mean just to be able to step away to kind of ponder pause, reflect, and then kind of get refreshed for for what's ahead of us. That's so important. Glad you were able to do that. Well, and with that, you you work a full-time job that's not related to to this, correct? That is right. Yeah, I do not work full-time crafts at all. (laughs) Yeah. So how are you balancing that? I mean, you've got that during the day and then you've got this on the side. What kind of time management tips do you have for us? Like when they say, I don't have any time to be creative or to craft, how do you fit it all in? Um, it's tough. I'm going to be completely honest with that. I think the first thing goes back to, you know, the break. Make sure that you're, when you, you, you take a break and you wrap your mind to around the fact that not everybody has time to be creative. It looks like they do on the internet. They don't, you know, whether they're at home full time or they're at work half time or they're with their children full time, you know, they're trying to fit in crafting. One, take that comparison out of it. As far as time management, do what you can when you're able Right. Because we try to do so much because of that comparison factor or because it's like I'm going to miss out. You're not going to miss out on anything. There's nothing new under the sun. You know, you're not going to be you have a creative idea. I had the idea of crafts of a different shade. I was not the first person at that time to have an idea to make a group, you know, that is centered around diversity and inclusion and black women for, you know, a Facebook group. But I didn't miss the opportunity either, you know, and I didn't miss it when I took a break. I didn't miss it when I came back. So, you know, you're it's, it's there for you. Do it on your terms, on your time. As far as time management, it is difficult. You know, work in an hour or two for yourself. And if yourself looks like I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to spend 30 minutes working on a project, do that. You know, some people, what works for them is they have a strict time frame on I'm going to do a 30 minute craft and that's it. That's not realistic for me because what I think will take 30 minutes takes me three days. I already know 30 minutes is not going to work for me. So I don't overload myself with projects. I write them down and I get to them when I'm able. If it's one project a week, two projects a week, so be it. I don't beat myself up for it. And I also have learned, especially as Crafts of a Different Shade has grown in the last couple of months, is to not obligate myself to so much. Because I will feel horrible, and I do, when I miss those deadlines. 
Yeah, when you're and stretched too thin. Yes, you'll be stretched too thin. And that's a, that goes back to not thinking you're going to miss something. You know, so be mindful of what you know you can manage, how your time is set up. And if you want to dedicate an hour or two, just really work that into your planner where it's like, I have an hour and that's all I'm going to give and be okay with that and come back and finish that project when you're able, you know, and and close it out. You know, that's the best advice I can give because you know how your day runs better than I do. Some people sit in traffic for two hours, you know, and that's two hours somebody else has to craft, but do what you can with what you have. Yeah. That's great. Really good. Do you have a favorite go-to product, like a crafting product right now that you just love to use? Um, my new thing is definitely my Glowforge. Yeah. Everybody's like, what? You know, you got this Glowforge. So since everything kind of happened with Pastor Brush and scrapbooking, I, if you asked me this like two weeks ago, it's everything paper. Like I have paper all laid out right here on my desk in front of me, you know, cause I'm like, Ooh, stickers, you know, what can I do? All these stickers, um, punches, you know, I've got blending brushes. I have really delved into this whole scrapbooking world and try to figure out, um, how to make it my, how to make it mine. Right. Cause I always wanted to do cards, but now since I have this glow for it, it's like, Ooh, we're going to be in here laser cutting wood and making all kinds of different projects. So it, it, it changes honestly at the day. I don't think I have a, um, a go-to go-to like last week it was my apple pencil week before that you know it, it just really depends on what kind of mood i'm in but i have so many fun gadgets and so many things in this craft room i think that's all it's like walking into a candy store it's a lot of overload crafting overload at once but um things that really i would say that i think maybe it, just to say what every crafter needs a good pair of scissors you know, I've got my Tim Holtz scissors. I've got my Heidi Swap scissors. Can't go wrong with those. You definitely need can't a good have pair too of many scissors. scissors. No, you never can have too many pair of scissors. Because um, I can never find my scissors ever. when I need them. So, yeah. Never, ever. Um, you don't need a clean craft room. That's an oxymoron. That's not realistic. You definitely need a paper trimmer. I love my ATG as far as the tape gun, you know, and really, really good paper glue. You know, so those are the kind of things that I say everybody needs. You don't need a die cut machine. You don't need a glow forward you know you don't need the best printer in the world you you just need um those few fundamentals and some some great card stock and you're gonna make some amazing stuff yeah some amazing amazing things that's wonderful well we love to ask all of our guests um this question what is the most meaningful handmade gift you've ever created or received hmm so lately um, for me, I'm so sentimental, like I'm so emo, right? Like I'm just like this emotional person. If you give me a card and I'm just like, oh my gosh, with a little note inside, oh, it just puts me over and it doesn't even take much. You know, you can cut a piece of scrapbook paper and fold it into two. And if you send me that or it like lately, like Sandy Onyx sent me something, Pocono Pam has sent me things. You know, when I get an order from somebody or order something, they include a little card. To me, those are the most meaningful things. So it's something I can hold on to and cherish and they'll sit right here as a daily reminder to me like there are people out there who appreciate you and love you and like this last week somebody i ordered something from her and she accompanied it with a little note you know just to say thank you and because that's the kind of gift that i give too so i think that's why like the most meaningful things that i do is make like a card for somebody and give it to them um whether it's you know intricate or simple because it's something from my heart that really this this made me think of you you know, when I was doing it, I thought of you. And those are the kind of things that I love and appreciate and adore to do and to get from other people. Yeah. 
Absolutely. That, yeah, that handwritten note means everything, right? I, I keep those cards. I don't keep a text. I don't keep emails. It's the handmade cards that I end up keeping. All the time. So, yes, that's great. Um, well, it has been so fun to speak with you. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we have to wrap it up? Um, just give yourself some grace. I can't, That's one of the things I've been saying every single day, especially in a pandemic. Everybody remember, you know, we all are struggling right now. We are in a pandemic. Be as positive and gracious as you can to your neighbor, to yourself. You deserve it. Get some rest if you need it. And um, just do it afraid. You know, stay encouraged, everybody. We don't know when the pandemic will be over, but it will one day. And in the meantime, just dive in and give yourself some grace. Please give yourself some grace. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful advice. Thank you. I love that so much. It's been great to speak with you. I know that I'm, I'm feeling more inspired to go out and try some new things that I haven't done before. So thank you. And again, where can our listeners find you online? You all can find me under the same name, Crafts, Every Different Shade. It's on Instagram. I'm on YouTube, Facebook page. There's a Facebook group. Please come and join us. We have a lot of fun in there. We're doing craft nights, Wednesdays and Sundays, just Zoom because that connection is important right now. A lot of fun on Instagram. I know I already mentioned that, you know, and my website is the same, Crafts of a Different Shade. Wonderful. Well, thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you, Stephanie. I appreciate it. It's been joy. I get I get excited after these two. Like I'm motivated to go do something new myself. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, please share it with us. Thank you. We'll do. Thank you. Thank you again, Alicia, for taking the time to speak with us today. And especially for that important advice on giving ourselves grace and, and knowing when to take a break so that we can come back um, even more creative the next time. We loved finding out more about you. And if you'd like to learn more about Alicia, please visit scrapbook.com slash podcast to see our show notes where you can find links to all of the items we talked about in today's episode. While on scrapbook.com, you can find over 40,000 unique items and it is the number one online store for paper crafters. When you shop at scrapbook.com, you'll enjoy award-winning customer service, great prices, a huge selection of products, and super fast shipping. You also benefit from nearly 200,000 real product reviews from crafters like you. You'll find endless inspiration and meaningful connection in the scrapbook.com forum and gallery, and you can even take free online classes too. Be sure to subscribe to the Life Handmade podcast in your favorite app and enjoy our other episodes. Please consider leaving a review for the podcast as it will help other crafters like you to find it. Happiness is life handmade. I drive doodles of eccentric faces in the margin spaces of impossible.